Welcome to Expansion Lab. Welcome back. We're Phil and Jen, and we changed the name of our podcast. It is now called Expansion Lab. So I'm going to say welcome to Expansion Lab. We're so glad that you're joining us. Yeah, and it's been, it's been a moment. We took a break, and that break turned out to be a little bit longer than we planned. Phil was finishing writing a book, actually, which, you, well, you're still finishing it. In, it's in the editing phases now, but that took some time, and we launched something called Expansion Lab, which we're going to get into in a minute. Um, and then we also led a group of people to El Salvador, which was amazing. It was kind of like a, a beta trip for us, and oh, man, that was so good. Such a it good time. Inc- it was incredible. We're, we'll talk a little bit more about that also in a, in a minute, but yeah, why yes. Expansion Lab? Why, why do we change the name? What's going on here? Well, a lot, a lot has happened since August when we had our last episode. But a lot has happened on a bigger scale. So we left the role that we were in uh, just over two years ago. And we stepped out of the church that we had started and that we were leading in order to step into new work and try new things and um, chase our curiosity on a lot of stuff. And so much has happened over the course of that time. And we oh, had yeah. these these convictions that, man, we gotta, we want to try new things. And we're, we sense this, um, this thing that spirit was doing in the world that we wanted to go it sounds so ambiguous but it kind of felt that way as we were stepping into it um we realized there was some dying that we needed to do there was some like being reborn that we needed to do it's like we walked away from an entire universe and paycheck and way of life and identity and um yeah it was just journey to experiment and try a lot of stuff over the last couple of years yeah, and what we weren't ready for in the beginning was, I think, kind of how long that fall was from stepping out of what was known to finding some sort of footing like that. I mean, we spent some time resting and we spent some time, you know, healing and doing a lot of inner work and therapy and all kinds of stuff. But even even with all of that, you know, I think that's just what happens anytime you step out of what it's no- what's known and you are moving into something, whatever that next thing is, there's always that space in between that liminal space where you're kind of like, feels like you're floating. I was just talking to a friend about this the other day. And I even think the process of deconstructing, reconstructing ideas, thoughts, like uh, that in itself has that same kind of journey where there's a space in between where it feels really disorienting and really, I like that word floaty. It's kind of how I picture it. Where you're like, don't have a footing or you don't feel like you're standing on, on like something as solid as you were before. And yeah, that, that moment in between often lasts longer than you think it will, which I think was the case for us. And, but that's really where the growth happens. And so that's partly what we want to talk about today is like this idea of expanding and growing and then integrating. I'm jumping ahead. You totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, we stepped out. Yeah, and we were experimenting with lots of things. It was, it, was, it was so wild to be so structured in a particular way of operating and living and being and thinking and yeah. seeing and to step out of all of that universe at one time. That... That's what you're describing, but it was fun stepping out and in stepping into some different spaces. I mean, even um, spiritually, like the expanding faith journey that we keep using that language, mm-hmm. because I I don't like um, 
when people put negative language around when your faith grows. Um, that's just my personal thing because I think it's everything's growing all the time yeah. and evolving. Yeah. And so I think expanding faith is actually a really good thing. And okay. just part of the process. Growing and evolving and moving and, and yeah. that's how it works. And but like when you remove the the leading of an entire institution and community and group where you aren't just thinking and speaking for yourself, but on behalf of this this staff and this community and this larger thing, um, when you take all that away, there's actually, oh my gosh, it, there's so much space to without pressure, just think and explore and feel and experiment and wrestle and process. And there's there's so much in that journey for us as we, uh, it, it allowed our faith to expand really fast. Oh yeah. Um, and explore our curiosity in a whole lot of ways. Um, yeah. It feels like we were able to just, and still kind of play with it. Yeah. Like it, it has felt a lot more experimental, light, like not so serious. And maybe that's part of our expansion as well, but. It's life-giving. Yeah. It's just, it's different. Anyway. Um, in the physical sense, there's, I mean, obviously you got into marathon running. Somewhere over the last couple of years. Um, some people do a marathon like, yes, I check the box. Other people say, yes, I enjoy this. And you're the, you're the second. They do say that there's like two types of people and you either get addicted, which is I feel like I'm kind of on that journey. Or you're, yeah, you're kind of like, that was terrible. <laughs> never going to do that again. Although if you asked me like the day after, I'd be like, that's it. I'm never doing that again. And then, you know, like a month later, I'm, I'm scrolling online for like, Ooh, what's coming up? Are there any races right. or I'm anything? Like, well, I just sign up for this one, just see what's up. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to do it. I mean, it was like the best day of my life. But in the moment, I'm like, that was the worst thing I've ever done. Anyway. Your best day wasn't when we got married or having our children. So weird. <laughs> uh, okay, so, um, but not only like that, but there's also all these, these other physical things that we got into, like with the breath work and the, all these things with Expansion Lab where it began with uh, a lot of the somatic practices, a lot of the mm -hmm. embodiment practices mm -hmm. with the ice and the intentional heat and cold immersion and the things that were happening there. And then even like emotional sort of um, growth as well. I mean, obviously we did so much therapy, but then we started doing so much coaching and walking alongside other people. There was just, we were experimenting in so many different uh, directions. And then we had this really pivotal night. It was a Tuesday in our friend's garage and our friend Nolan, who was on the podcast a few seasons ago, um, just the ultimate Renaissance man. He's a uh, magic castle magician. He, balloon artist. He's a master balloon artist and he teaches breath work and has more certifications in these things than I didn't even know existed. And he offered to come to this garage with a group of our friends and take us through an experience that we're like, all right, we're in. And it was, uh, he took us through this holotropic breathing sort of breathwork cycle. He taught us a lot about it. And it was the really profound spiritual experience because your emotions and your traumas are stored in your body, we, we found out. And as you enter into this state, it just, everything gets reconnected and you have a really profound experience of being in touch with your inner world. And like for a, a moment in a really overwhelming way. And then he took us into this ice bath and then it was into this heat immersion. And it, it was 
it felt like a a very embodied spiritual experience for us. Mm-hmm. And it's like this door cracked open that we didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it, I feel like it almost felt like a a missing piece or something to I think something we've been trying to put language to or figure out for a long time, which was how do you move these ideas and like for instance, when we were leading a church, you you speak and people sit in a chair and listen and receive the information and then go out and hopefully try to live that out in the world. But it feels like there's really a disconnect for all of us, like where you can know something in your head or even believe it, but then like, how do you move that into your life, into your body, into the way you're moving about the world? And it was like, it was just very experiential where it felt like your whole, the whole thing's connected. And like you said, with the, with the breath work, you are tapping into your subconscious. You, you are releasing stress and trauma and all kinds of stuff. It's incredible. But I think for us, yeah, this little like curiosity. Well, like a little we door like, cracked Whoa, open. Like what? Let's, what else? You know? Well, and then, so yeah, so we started experimenting with that in our own life and with friends and with Nolan. And then Nolan took us to this week long training certification process with breath work and thermal recovery, which was mind blowing. And then we, we, took a look at our garage which was like a oh gosh it was like a hoarder hangout we should have done a before and after it was, it you, was you so couldn't bad. you couldn't hardly walk through our garage you've heard about phil's hobby situation i how feel he, like you're he, blaming me he's a hobbyist we call him kind of but really team. like it's another word for pack rat where you like accumulate different things and then you get over it and you like put it in your garage and then you say at one point that you're going to come back to it and use it again like a maybe like a fly fishing pole or something <laughs> That was a gift from a dear friend. Or, I'm a fly you know, fisherman. tennis rackets. You never know when we might want to take up tennis again. A lot of people play tennis. I want to be ready. <laughs> Look, our garage is beautiful now. So we gutted. We got rid of everything. Mm, I mean, we have a shed so next to the garage the now, which pretty much of, we just like moved a lot of it over. Like half. But I got rid of like half. And then we finished the garage and... Um, this is all going somewhere, by the way. We turned it into... <laughs> what we started calling it our expansion lab. It was like this place to wrestle and experiment with these things. So we, it's like mats on the floor. It's empty. It's white walls and ceiling, cool lights, and mats on the floor, a sauna that gets really hot, and then ice baths. And we just started experimenting with our family, going through these different breath work and, and intentional heat and cold immersion and the impact that it was having on mental health and anxiety and the way it was tapping into um, our own emotions and like it's like almost like reconnecting in a holistic way. Friends started doing it with us. Um, the friends from the gym were like, I want that for my like physical recovery performance. And then you find one of them crying in the corner afterwards and they're getting in touch with their emotions and they're like, what's happening to me? Because <laughs> they don't realize it's a holistic sort of whole body experience. And like we started doing coaching with... Um, people we were working with and said, hey, instead of just talking, what if we come in and we breathe first, then talk, then do intentional heat? And it was like, man, it, it started getting exciting. We're like, we should do this workshop and we should do this session and we should try this. And at the same time, we're like, 
We're also going to do meetups for people who are having like an expanding faith journey that feel very alone. And we were, it felt like we were going a million directions. Yeah. I think some of our friends are like, what are you, what are you guys, you guys doing? doing everything. <laughs> I remember my mom being like, so you're putting people in ice and then you know, having the spiritual conversations. Then, okay. But I think to us, it's always been different doorways into the same thing. And I think what really happened to us recently is we realized well, it's like we were opening a bunch of doors into the same room. Didn't I just say that? Yeah, but I said it better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Well, I just said it. I said it different. But I think when it really all came together, can I move ahead to the retreat? Please. For us, it, on the retreat, we, we realized, I think, like we said, we knew everything we were doing was all kind of like different doorways into the same essence or or thing that we were like, doing like a room <laughs> yeah it's a room it's a room <laughs> when we led the retreat in El Salvador we it was like a combination of doing all these different things these modalities these embodiment modalities that we have been practicing adventure um you know doing talks so like whatever you would call that well Let's break it down for them in a bigger sense. Oh, okay. We we went away with 13 people to El Salvador. It was kind of a beta trip. Like, could this work? We'd spent time there over the years with our friends, the Paulsons, and have friends in the community. And we got these two luxury houses. And we're like, let's split people between them. One on the water, one on the mountain with this huge view. And we had... Um, a crew of people that were running these houses. There was like seven people. They were like shopping every day for food and fresh, and they were cooking it and creating these incredible, these beautiful women. Incredible They're amazing. Meals. Became friends. Um, and then we created a series of adventures throughout the course of it. So it was like we're going to drive up to this waterfall and do this huge hike to this waterfall and jump off this cliff and do it. We're going to have surf lessons. We're going to bring a like there was fitness. So um, we had like like a pool workout in the water. We had um, yoga instructor that was local come and lead everyone through yoga. Um, we found which just about killed Phil. Oh my gosh, I do not <laughs> He's like, like yoga. Yoga is the worst. Like it's actually hard, huh? It's beyond hard. Yeah, it's horrific. It can it's be so difficult. It's so difficult. <laughs> Jen took a bunch of pictures of me just giving up, and she thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> Um, I didn't take those. Someone else did, but I found them. Pictures of me giving so up. Good. No, it's all these women next to you, like beautifully <laughs> stretched out, and then there's Phil, like kind of in like a fetal position next to him. <laughs> <laughs> so it's perfect. You're still sweaty and exhausted. Um, so I lost my train of thought. Oh, so there is these workouts, but then um, we brought an inflatable ice bath, and we found a fish market nearby that had these big 100-pound blocks of ice that they would send out on the boats to go fishing to keep the, the fish on, where they would actually sell the fish when they bring them back, and the guy would chop it up and grind it up and put it in bags for us, and we'd drive it back and do ice baths, like, on the sand. At the, it was just... And, Which and, is the most fill you can possibly get. Just, like, so... I'm like, do, is it, do we really need to do ice baths down there? He's like, yes, obviously, we're doing we're this. We're doing it. We're going to drive to the fish market. Yeah, it happened. An and, hour away. And then we just had this series of incredible conversations around mm. life and growth and expansion. And it encompassed faith, but it also just encompassed 
life generally and how we're living and how we're organizing our lives and what are the commitments that we're giving ourselves to and the agreements that we are giving ourselves to yeah. and how can we shape our life the way that we want and it ended, ended up being this conversation where we're weaving in like what is death and resurrection what does that actually mean like how do we live and it, it just it was all the things in one thing and then we realized it's all one thing and why have we separated out our work so we're so what we're doing is we're taking everything and we are putting it under expansion lab and it feels really good yeah what were you gonna say well i think that's what integration <laughs> i think that's what i would call it is yeah it's just that it's it's all one thing. Yep. Just like your life. It's all one thing. And I think we separate out even our own lives. You know, this is my spiritual life. This is my even emotional life. This is my, this is, this is my like workout kind of part of my life. And this is, it's all one thing. It's all integrated. And as our friend Rob says, it's, it's all spiritual. You know, it's every part of our lives is spiritual. And so to us, it was like this aha moment where I think we were trying to help name what we were doing for people. So we we're kind of having separated out and we realized, no, this is all one thing. It's all expanding. It's all moving forward. And what does it look like as we're growing, as we're expanding to then integrate those things into our life, to integrate, integrate the parts of ourselves as well and to live aligned lives. And so that's what this podcast is about. And that's what this, this actual podcast is about. So Integration. What is integration? Um, well, we are hopefully constantly growing. We're hopefully constantly expanding. We're hopefully, yeah, and we're, we're not always growing, let's be honest. Well, I mean... No one is. In the long arc. Right, Hopefully right. we're yeah, there you go. learning new things, having new experiences. We're seeing in fresh ways. We're reading new things. Our experience of... God or the divine expands and grows. Or we have a fresh encounter with something. Or you see, like like for us, you see Christ somewhere that you did not expect Christ to be. And mm -hmm. you're like, holy crap, he was always there. My box had to get bigger. To, like you're mm -hmm. hopefully constantly um, growing. Yeah, or, 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 or you die into it. Like, like there's a grief. Something happens in your life. Someone passes away. You, you know, some thing happens. You lose a job. You... You move, you make a big move, and and there's some sort of loss. You change. You there's some sort of change in your life, and change always involves loss, which usually involves grief as well. And so, you end up growing through that. It's an expansion, even though you didn't want to. <laughs> Just kind of get thrown into it. It's everything is expanding. Yeah, everything, and and, and that's even like it can be in your fitness. That can be in like it could be everywhere, but then the the hope is. It's also integrating. So expanding is like it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But and hopefully, right? Like hopefully, because we can choose to go backwards yeah. or to stay in a space. Yeah, there's actually something called disevolution where you're evolving backwards rather than evolving forward. Oh man, I just read something so crazy that they called disevolution. There's a family, I I don't remember where I just read this yesterday. There's a family in somewhere. Not our country. I don't want to say it wrong. Super specific. I want to say Norway or something, but... Oh, you just named something. Okay. Yeah. But there's a family that walks on all fours. Oh. And the whole family does. And like generations of the family, they walk on all fours and they're calling it dis... 
evolution evolution like like going backwards which i was like wow that's a physical representation of what can actually happen in our lives if we choose not to lean into that uncomfortable space when you're growing oh it's hard because mm-hmm. you have to feel that it's painful yeah you have to kind of feel it and go all the way through it to the other side there's a death in it there's a and we keep talking about this but I think there's, it's important to name it because it's not just all butterflies and rainbows and we're growing and everything's, oh, I'm so free. Like in order to get to that freedom on the other side, which man, I feel like we've been experiencing so much, there was a lot of death and pain well, and along the way. That's the, the other part. You can't just grow endlessly. It's like, how do we yeah. integrate that? With yeah. How does it become a lived wisdom? How does it become a... Um, a a thing that you Embodied. just embody and live yep. out um, is, and and it's that's the hope is as you expand, you also integrate. As you yeah. grow, you also include. Yeah. yeah, Phil's doing this. If and we're gonna put this on YouTube now, which I'm excited about. But it's like we see it as like a growing wider, and I'm pulling my hands apart, and then almost like a going inward, then trying to figure out like, okay, then what does that mean for my life? And for us, in this last couple of years, we've expanded so rapidly i think it's been really challenging to try to figure out how it all gets integrated what does this mean for how we're raising our kids this new way of being what does this mean for how we're spending our money what does this mean for all the areas of our life and and so this is what we're going to be talking about on this podcast like as you grow there's joys and challenges in that and then there's questions like then what (laughs) And for a lot of the people that we've been having conversations with, people, so many people, their old worldview has expanded and their way of thinking, and especially when it comes to God, to uh, their spiritual lives, to the institutions they've been a part of, whatever, has changed and has evolved, has grown. And I think then the question is, well, then what about all these different things? What about our sexuality? What about our kids? What about our... Uh, what about education? What about, I mean, there's so many questions that come with that when you grow. So yeah, that's what we're excited about, continuing to explore. And you can't just keep expanding forever. (laughs) No. Um, Like there's growth, growth, growth. And then you have to figure out how do you stop and include all those things within your being. I I remember my, my favorite professor at Fuller Seminary, his name was Ray Anderson. Um, He, cause I, I did a degree that it's supposed to take you three years. It took me nine. Slow track, but he said it'll. You'll take the next three years if you're going full time. He said it's an immense amount of information and knowledge mm. and experience. He's like you're gonna stuff your brain full of all of this knowledge, and you'll spend the rest of your life figuring out what that means and how to like work that out in your life and in the world. And yeah, that's a fascinating way of thinking about it. Or even um, we we're talking about like your that the. the running book that you're reading mm-hmm. yeah born to run two i read i read the first one which really got me pumped up once i was like <laughs> already yes. on my marathon journey but it talks about born to run two is more of like a manual on how to work on your mechanics um what kind of food should you be eating what kind of shoes should you be wearing and it is fascinating and it's it's written by um it's right here it's written by two guys eric norton and um Christopher McDougall, who wrote the first book. And what's interesting about it is he talks about growth. And we were just talking about this yesterday, so I got to pull it up. Um, 
He says, we instinct, he says, changing the way you run doesn't have to be difficult, but your brain may take some convincing. We instantly pull back from new movements because our Stone Age survival instinct is to resist anything it hasn't tried before. That's why the high dive, which we know is safe, is so excruciating the first time and easy the second, which I think is so interesting because it's true. Like once you have done something, it's kind of like an integrating and then it's less hard again to do. Mm. <clears throat> but the one thing that we were talking about, about this is, um, for instance, for the running, I feel like I'm going back now to the beginning with this book. Like it's saying that you almost have to start over in order to learn to relearn. And this is something we've been talking a lot about with, with the people, with our clients for coaching is when you have deconstructed or you're deconstructing, deconstructing, I almost see it like a braid. And this is the analogy I always use. Um, so you've got your life, it's braided. It's like a th whatever, three grand strand cord or whatever. And when you deconstruct, you almost like it's, I almost see it like you're undoing the braid and then you have to redo it. You have to relearn. And for me, I feel like right now with running as the example, I'm relearning. I'm starting at the basics again of running because I realized my form is off. Um, my shoes, I've been wearing these super padded shoes and I'm trying to move towards a barefoot sort of deal. And, and so I'm having to completely start from the beginning. So I'm literally practicing running in place right now with mm. a girlfriend and we're just like, you may see us at a park or a local park doing these silly drills and you, we look like children like skipping and hopping and doing all these things. And it's, and the idea is you're retraining or relearning, um, the form, the mechanics. And I think as we expand, as we grow, we're both like unraveling things that aren't working for us. And then there's the, the painstaking process of, of re weaving together your life and figuring out what that means. And, or how to include something whether and how that like shifts things when you do. Yeah. And, and whether it's in like a marriage context, like, you know, we've been working with a lot of married couples who are, um, they're reimagining what their marriage could look like. They have to undo these patterns that aren't working for them anymore. It's like this unbraiding. Okay. Now let's relearn how to talk, how to, how to communicate. I mean, we're doing that right now as we're we're coaching, we're both simultaneously coaching people how to do this and we're practicing it in our own lives, communicating, you know, how do we actively listen to one another? One well, what's fascinating <laughs> is we just had this argument yesterday. We had a fight. Shocking. Well, I mean, we're perfect. We don't really ever fight, but this was like a one-time thing. Serious fight. Um, it felt serious. It did. It felt so upsetting. Okay. Anyway. But it was like we had an hour between coaching other people and how to communicate and fight. <laughs> and in that hour, we lost our minds and it just, it ended unresolved. And then we had to get back on another call and help people figure out how to fight and resolve. And it was like, we're integrating still and figuring out how to work that out in real time because the real world is wild and there's so many things. Okay, another example. My friend Josh pointed me towards this new surf training program. Brad Gerlach, back from like my era of getting excited about surfing, um, Pro Surfer created a dry land training program for surfers. He calls it Wave Key, not like like a key in a door, but like KI, like a like a form of martial arts in a way. Like he teaches these forms, <laughs> and he has this theory that he bases on this understanding of like growth and integration, 
Yeah, that it's the same idea. Um, he breaks down all the different forms of surfing, and he does it so like from the takeoff, just how to stand up and take off on a wave to the bottom turn, how to bottom turn once you stand up to the top turn, how to come off the top of the wave to like a floater to a barrel ride to whatever, like but front side and then back side. You can either go left or you can go right on a wave. And depending on what foot's forward, one is your back's to the wave and one your your face is to the wave. And he's like, he teaches you these forms, but he will only reveal them. It's, it's a, I think it's a two year process and he'll reveal one move mm-hmm. at a time. And he's like, we're going to work on the front side takeoff. And it's this whole process. And he takes you like you're on the ground, you're doing a warm up. And he's like, now you're going to do this four times a day on the ground, slowly and deliberately. And, and he's like working with professional surfers, teaching him to do this, to like learn these forms. And he's like, it teaches your body this muscle memory. It reconnects you. It's like a, it's like a very intentional way of thinking about how you move. He's like, and then when you're done, forget about it. Don't go try to do it in the water. Don't go try. He's like, just mm-hmm. allow your subconscious to absorb it. And then when you go into the water, he's like, you train on land, you play in the water. He's like, when you surf, you'll just, I your body that. will naturally do. He's like, don't even try to do any of this stuff when you surf. He's like, just train now. You're growing and you're training your body. And then you're allow it to integrate into your subconscious. <gasps> that's it. I love that so much. <laughs> no, because <laughs> that's it. Because it's, I think of that. Girl, like you owe me for that. Oh man, that's so good because I think about that with tools like spiritual practices or these embodiment practices that we're doing. It's like a moment, like his training, you know, where it's being embodied, but then it's like you just, as you're figuring out what it means to live out in the world, there's this like, play with it. Like, it's not all so heavy. Even like our fight yesterday, it's not all so heavy. Yeah, it was actually stupid. It's so stupid. Well, okay. You know? Even the the book that I'm working on, I spent two years writing this draft, and it was so hard to finish the first draft of a book. When I finished, my friend Kyle, who's a author who's written a lot of books, he's like, "Welcome to the three percent of people that finish a manuscript that start one." I was like, "What? It really is that hard?" Makes sense because it's hard. And then I sent it to a friend who's just a brilliant thinker editor, and he read it and he gave me all this feedback, which was amazing and really hard. Cause you're like, I did it. And you're like, I did a first one that needs a lot of work. And he, we had had a series of meetings and conversations around, okay, how do we think about this? Or how would you structure that? Or think about a story arc and a line. And it was so much to think about. He's like, don't go try to write anything right now. Mm-hmm. He's like, just process yeah. and let it like integrate yes. and it'll come out what you need to do, how you need to do it. That is you and your way as you've in. So I've, it's been weeks of just. Yeah, it's like a marinating. But it's the integration process of how do we bring the stuff within. Like as you grow, you learn and you expand. Mm -hmm. And then there's this process of being pulled back into one and including it. Yeah, and I think it, it takes time. Like true growth takes time. It takes time. And I think about how Brad Gerlach won't let you move forward because he knows from probably wisdom of years and years and years of of coaching people and him you know learning himself but that it takes time until you until it becomes second nature you're not moving on to the next step and i think with growth we just want to be i just want to be i know for me (laughs) i just want to be on the other side you know Mm. and it takes time and and it's not this 
up and to the right. It's kind of like two steps forward, one step back. Like it's not this linear process. It's kind of like we stumble along the way. Oh, yesterday we fought in our old way, even though we're coaching people <laughs> exactly the opposite. It's it's one thing. That's a perfect example of embodiment and integration. It is one thing to be able to talk about something and to even coach somebody else in something. Mm-hmm. It's a whole other thing to die to yourself in a conversation, humble yourself and do it and do it and apologize and be wrong and actually hear the other person and not interrupt and not be ready to come back with your comeback and all those things that we coach everybody else. And it's a whole different thing when it's you and you're fired up and your cortisol levels through the roof and you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) mad as hell. We're way off track, but I don't know if there's a track. I think it's actually like this is the the tradition we come from. This is the essence of that tradition. Yeah. Is the Jesus tradition is is this idea of from word to flesh. The movement is from word to flesh. Like post enlightenment there's been this incredible emphasis on returning to the word and like endlessly debating abstract ideas like a post enlightenment society would. In mm-hmm. all regards, it's very heady. It's very abstract. It's what we think about. It's all about our list of doctrines, or it's all about all of our ideas. And we can read a million books, and we can read um, a million articles, and we can fill our heads with like seventeen podcasts and like four whatever. Like we can have so like you can go on so many experiences and retreats, and you can do so many things. And it's just, it's, it's all in the head. It's very abstract. It's like moving from one thing to one thing to one thing, but never integrating. But the, the tradition itself, the Jesus tradition is the word became flesh. That's what it says in the, the beginning of the book of John chapter one, the word who made everything and holds it. He actually enfleshed. And the idea is how do we like enflesh in that way? I mean, even mm. Jesus in John 14 says, on that day, you'll realize that I'm in my father and you are in me, and I am in you. It's a real mystical sort of statement of like, Mm -hmm. how do we integrate and realize all of that is within us? That is the point of the Jesus tradition, is how do we enflesh? How do we integrate? How do we continue to grow? Spirit within you. And integrate. How do we continue to expand? Yeah. Like, it's, it's like a... The goal would be like a lived wisdom that we can actually embody in the world, which which takes into account the fullness of a life and of living. And I, I think that is all of those things. It's a physical reality. That's an emotional, yeah. mental reality. That's a, a, a spiritual, it's, it's like all the things expanding and including. Yeah. One of the other things that this running book talks about as they have you go through these silly drills that feel so basic um, a lot of them are, are like child's play, which is so fun. They're just basically like, we have people get out there, these coaches and play. So they'll have you skip, they'll have you hop and all these things that you would do as a child. And they're saying that one of the biggest impediments to growing is confidence. And so they just want people to play and have fun and enjoy. And so they start with these and and they're helping you. These, those movements actually help you with your running in a lot of ways, but um, it says in this book, um, the biggest impediment to master- mastering new skills wasn't strength or coordination, but confidence. Rather than battle that resistance, why not diffuse it? 
The more you can move, the more emotionally safe you'll feel. Jared explains, the safer you feel, the happier and less anxious you'll be. And I think of that when I think of, you know, expanding and then integrating. I think like, can we just play with it and not, we talked about this at one of our meetups. Um, someone shared this idea and I, I just loved it so much. Like, can we, can we play with these things? Can we allow it to be a little bit lighter? Mm-hmm. And can we just take these little baby steps? Like as we're kind of reweaving the thing back together, as we're trying to integrate, you know, maybe it's, it's one little cord today and maybe we stay on that cord for a while until it becomes, we get confident there. Yeah. And then it's the next one. And it's, um, I just think there's a whole lot of grace and, and a lot more lightness than a lot of us put on ourselves and each other mm. when it comes to this stuff. I like the confidence because mm. it's like, you're not going to include everything that you grow into. You're not, it's impossible. Yeah. But like, running it through that confident grid of your own inner authority and trusting your inner mm, knowing of, yeah. and some of it's just your subconscious will like the surf thing. Your subconscious will just take over. It'll be become run. you It'll at some point. Yeah. Naturally. And then other parts you're intentionally integrating into your life and you're running it through the confident grid of your own inner authority that you have, um, which I think is really profound. I mean, your, your life is all one thing. Yep. It's all, all the pieces, mm-hmm. all of the directions and bits and parts. It's all, it's all one thing. And we do live in a world that wants to pull it all apart. That, yeah. That's just like post enlightenment world that we live in. Very separated, compartmentalized, abstract. So many of us can read so many things and have so many experiences and go to therapy and know a lot about so much, but be still so disconnected from our own inner world Mm. and our emotions and our trauma and our, like what is integrating. Um, And I think, I mean, even Western Christianity, evangelicalism, it's so abstract and heady. It's like, it's trying to like get out of its body and stay in its head and not, I mean, that's why there's such a a wild frustration of deconstruction right now because it's just going, but look at the body of this thing. It's a mess. What about justice? What about caring for the poor? What this is insane. Like, but it's like, but if we follow all of our lists and it's, it's like the world is trying to integrate right now mm, yeah. because it's all one thing. Yeah. And when I think about the way that I actually begin to integrate this stuff, it requires a lot of space and spaciousness. Mm. I wonder if that's an invitation right now is just to give yourself the space to to space to Mm. let it kind of like with your book like marinate Mm. into you and just a lot of um patience with yourself and confidence i love the confidence thing too because you know i think a lot of us were taught we're taught to not trust ourselves Mm. and if we do believe that the spirit is in all of us how would we not trust ourselves that if we believe there's a spirit guiding us and <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I feel so excited to keep talking about this stuff and we, uh, we're excited to 
continue these conversations about what it means to take a look at all the pieces, all the directions, all the parts, and to talk about what does it look like to live aligned? Not only to talk about things, but to, to begin to see it lived out in your life because it's all one thing. Yeah. It's all connected. It's fascinating when you allow yourself to sit in it like that. The way you can see the way that it's all connected. Oh, yeah. It's like humanity. Yeah. Like when you you see, you begin to see God within everybody. And you get, begin to see pieces of yourself within everybody. And then vice versa. Within you. Well, like You know what I mean? My, we're, we're all connected. My shoulder... It's hurt again, again. I keep doing the same thing to it and it moves between the shoulders. But I went to a physical therapist and they said the shoulder's not hurt. They said it's actually a victim of other parts around my shoulder that aren't functioning properly. And like you keep trying to fix your shoulder, but it's your shoulders just a, needs to be left alone and you need to fix the other parts of your body and then your shoulder will just naturally stop hurting. It's like upstream or downstream and it's, it's all, it's like, it's all connected. And we live like abstract or disconnected. It's we can miss that. And I think um, I don't know. I just it's all one thing. It's all one thing. Your life's all one thing. All of it. Boom. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Expansion Lab. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would mean so much for us if you'd follow and subscribe to Expansion Lab. It's super helpful to us. Plus, you'll never miss an episode. And while you're there, would you leave a five-star rating and review and share an episode with a friend? You can also find our work at our website, expansionlab.io. And there you'll find information about resources, events, coaching, and retreats. And while you're there, you can sign up for our mailing list and we'll keep you updated on all the things we have going on. Keep going. We'll see you next time.